Welcome to the Courage Corner, where we talk about courage with everyday people like yourself to help you if possible. Your host is Tim, the Coachman Taylor, but you can call him Coachman. Hello, everyone. Welcome to another edition of Courage Corner. I'm your host, the Coachman, where we talk all things courage. For those of you who are new to this podcast, each podcast I have a different guest speaker. Today I am pleased to have with me Shelley Van Veen. Shelley is a manager of learning and development at a major financial institution. She's married and has an amazing seven-year-old son. Wow, Shelley just recently made a huge career change. We might be talking about that today, so stay tuned. After 20 years with the same organization, I'd like to welcome Shelly to the show. Shelly, how are you doing today? I'm great. Thanks, Tim. Thanks for having me. I really appreciate being here. Well, Shelly, I'm, I'm, I'm so excited that you're here as well. And, you know, we're just going to, it's going to be a nice laid back conversation. We're just going to talk about courage. What do you think about that? I think that's a good conversation to have. Okay, great. So I'm going to start off right, right off the bat and say, you know, if I were to ask you to think back on some courageous events that have happened to you during your life, and you looked at all of them, is there one thing that resonated with you during those events? You start off with tough questions already, but yeah, looking at the, the things that took the most courage in my life, um, I... I think it all comes down to at the end of the day, you can do all the research and you can think through it and you can toil. Um, and for me, it always came down to my gut. Whenever I made these big decisions, I am one of those people who believes in meant to be. And I followed the direction that the stars were taking me. And so far, that's always turned out to be a good decision. So let, let's go down that path for a minute, because it's, uh, it's, I'm sure you've got lots of adventures and, and we won't go into all of them. But so if you can think back and I'm sure you were probably fretting about it or thinking about it or, you know, going through all the possibilities. But then finally, you make that decision. So I'd like you to talk about the feeling after you made that decision. For me, um, I always go through, whenever I make a decision, I probably go through about a day of, um, I guess we'll call buyer's remorse, for lack of a better term, but um, just going through my head, was it the right thing, really second guessing myself, but then I settle in, right? So you take that day, I think through, but once I have committed to something, after I get through that first little space of time, then I am a full steam ahead type of girl. Awesome. Awesome. So what I'm hearing you say is that for everything that you had before that decision, it's fairly quick turnaround after the decision. Once I do it, I have a, I struggle a lot um, in making a decision. My husband will uh, totally get on board with that. And if you ever want to talk to him, he'll be sure to let you know how much of a flip-flopper he thinks that I am. 
but once I do make a decision, I do stick with it and it's, there's no turning back at that point. Perfect. So what is it about the decision that's holding you back? Oh, I'm all about the fear without question. So um, talking about courage is such a great topic for me because while looking from the outside in, some people may think that I have a lot of courage. It takes a lot for me to build up that courage to do things. I, I've done some interesting things in my life. I, I, you know, probably not the top of what some of your listeners may have done, but for me, some interesting things. And always that worry, right? Always that worry, is it the right thing? What is this going to end up for me? And that was much easier when I was single. I got married later in life and had my son when I was 41. And so I had the benefit in my 20s of 30s and trying pretty much doing what I wanted and not really worrying. Uh, and that's changed a little bit in that last uh, seven years since I've had my son that now you're thinking about your family and especially this last big change that I made, made uh, changing um, a 20-year career to take on a new challenge and thinking about what if it doesn't work out, what's going to happen to my family, you know, how am I going to take care of my son? So, so many more pressures that come into that. It's understandable, mm-hmm. especially if you're in a, in a situation where you're very comfortable, you've been there for 20 years, mm-hmm. um, you know, your son, you, you and uh, he have developed a relationship with your husband for seven years. You've got a nice stable job. Everything seemed to be going great until all of a sudden an opportunity presented itself. So think about it that way and go, okay, if I had that opportunity, what was it about the opportunity that you were afraid of? I think we all probably have some sort of element of the fear of failure in us. What if, what if I do this um, and I'm not as good at it as as I thought I would be? Or what if the transferable skills that I think I have, I'm just, they're just so robotic in what I'm doing now that I can't apply that somewhere else. And then, um, and in the field I'm in, learning and development, while it seems a fairly, uh, you know, standard um, industry, there's not a ton of really great forward momentum uh, opportunities in learning development, particularly in in the London area. So thinking, if it doesn't work out, then what do I do? So all of those what ifs ifs are really what um, stuck in my mind a lot. I knew I could do the job, but you, you're always afraid. You're all, well, for me, I'm always afraid because I also set incredibly high standards for myself. And so I want to make sure that I'm going to deliver what I would spec, expect from someone else. I need to double that for myself. Well, and, uh, you know, knowing what I know of you, the, that doesn't surprise me. Uh, you're you're a business professional. You're a professional woman. You take your position and your your whole career very seriously. So now all of a sudden you wrap in you know. And when I say all of a sudden, I mean the last uh, few years where you've been married, you've got children, you've uh, you've got a different way of looking at your whole life. Um, it, it it would be a normal reaction to to have some of those fears. So I'm curious, really. How 
did you overcome that to make this uh, career change? It, there was a lot of pieces that came into that. And I will say that the, the elephant in the room, not really an elephant because it's certainly not hiding, but um, is, is COVID and everything that's happened with the pandemic. And that was certainly the instigator here without question. So, you know, I'll preface this by saying, I probably, you know, like a lot of others, you can get stuck on, on easy street and on autopilot. And that's probably where I was. I was very, very happy with my career. I was in a job that I loved. I had a boss that I loved. I, have a, I had a company that was good to me. I was doing fulfilling work. I, I had it all. Um, and I thought that was good enough. And it probably would have been. And then I guess what happened with me is that the position that I'm in now, it started following me probably last fall. It started popping up in different places, LinkedIn or in my email, or somebody would mention it. And it's with um, Libro Credit Union and what a great organization. And I knew that. And so this position kind of kept popping up and I'd say, no, I'm, I'm happy. Things are, are good where I am. And I, I don't really want to make a change. And stability was really important to me again with my son and my family at, at that point in my life. So no change is necessary. And so I would kind of tuck it away, but it was kind of sitting there. And then due to COVID, like uh, many of us went through changes and what we call the COVID detour. Uh, in March, I was laid off for just a short period of time. It ended up being only a month that I was laid off for. For about three days after I was laid off, up popped this job at Libro Credit Union again, the manager of learning and development. And I was reading a lot at that point about anxiety and managing anxiety. And one of the key things that kept resonating with me was take control of the things you can take control of. There's so much happening right now that we can't control. And I thought, well, this is something that, A, keep, give me something to do. Um, and I can take control of it. I can feel like I'm doing something to help myself out. So I applied for the job. And I had a call within a few hours. It was through a recruiting firm, but I had to call with, within a few hours. And so the courage to apply for the job was, didn't take much courage at all. It was about managing my own anxieties. And then once the call came through and I had a great discussion um, with the recruiter, then I started thinking, hmm, what if? What if? And again, I'm still laid off. So there were really not a lot of question marks for me. So went through the process uh, and it was a lengthy process. There was a, they were very thorough and I'm so appreciative of that because their goal was to find the right person for the role. And, and I think we achieved that. But um, after I got called back uh, from the, the layoff, it was only a month and, and the interview process was still ongoing for the new role, then I started having to say, is this something I want to continue? And I was very open. Um, I'm sure you'll learn through a conversation. I'm a very open and very transparent person. And so I was transparent with every stakeholder in the process, with the recruiter, with the Libra organization. I told them right away, like I, I didn't know what I was going to do. Um, and with my, my own employer, I told them right away when they called me back, just so you know, I've been interviewing for a role. I don't know what's going to happen. And all along, I think in the back of my head, I was thinking, I'm never going to do this. I'm never going to take it. Like I'm, I'm too happy. I'm settled. I'm very good at what I do. 
is not going to happen. And then they offered me the job. <laughs> and then I had some, some really significant thinking to do. And one of those things, and again, following the stars that day on LinkedIn, lo and behold, someone I had worked with for a few years, many years ago named Tim Taylor had popped up on my LinkedIn. And I happened to notice that um, his job title was a courage coach. Of all things, what did I need at that time on that day in that moment, but a courage coach? So Amazing. I reached out to you. Sorry. Amazing yeah. that the, the, the universe, because I recall that day very well, I, I, I believe I was responding to you because it was your birthday or your birthday had recently happened or something happened. And I was just, you know, again, just you popped up and I thought, oh, I'm just, I'm just going to type something back. And then you, you acknowledged and said, thank you. And then, you know, three or four days later, you, you came back to me with that. With that. Yes, and I'd forgotten about that detail. That is how it started. It's my birthday and you'd said happy birthday. And that, and I had noticed that your, your title was a courage coach. And uh, from there reached out, had great, had an amazing conversation with you which really did help me. And you just, what, we had a 15 to 30 minute conversation that day. Yep. It wasn't very long, no. but it was enough to point me in a direction. And you kept, you know, asking me questions about, you know, just like you are today, what was holding me back? What was my fear? Why would I, or wouldn't I want to um, take on this new challenge? And some really insightful questions and things that I think were probably already resonating in my head, but it was really good to have someone kind of put it in perspective and push me to really think through those, those questions and those decisions that I needed to make. And, and that's absolutely true that you, when you say it, it, it's, those were your decisions. It was something that, you know, and I, as you were talking, I'm thinking to myself, what you just went through and how you did it and everything else, think about it. You were very courageous. I mean, you are open and everything. And I, I, I know that about you, but still to be that open and to be that matter of fact and to be that transparent is a very, very courageous thing because a lot of people would hesitate, if not get held back. Thinking about doing something like that, why? Because they always will place a judgment on the outcome. What will my employer think? How will my new employer think if I'm telling this? Mm -hmm. and, and so you being able to, not even to think about it, but to step past that piece right there and just do it, I find is very courageous in and of itself. Well, thank you. We hope you're enjoying our program today. It's The Courage Corner and your host, Tim the Coachman Taylor. I'm back with today's special guest, Shelley Van Veen, and we are just going over one of her most courageous decisions. It feels like it was a fairly courageous move. It was a, one of the scariest things I've done in my life, which doesn't say much for my life, but no. it, it was a very scary moment for to make, me to make that decision and to make that change. Understandably so. It's a, it, it was a, an important decision, right? That this is not only affecting you personally, but there, there's a outward 
lying uh, ripple effect, right? Yes. Your, your son, your husband, um, your comfort zones, the words mm -hmm. that you used. I was already comfortable in the position. I didn't have any, I wasn't looking to do anything, but the universe was sharing with me, shared enough times that you said, you know what? It's time. Mm -hmm. Today was the day I'm going to send in my application. And from that point forward, you became a stronger woman because of it. Because all the things that started to manifest, you were able to conquer one by one by one. So proud of you. What an amazing thing to do. Well, thanks, Tim. Well, you were part of that decision, and I appreciate you all forever think of you finally, not that I didn't before, but you always, when, I will always think of you as part of this, this big um, life and career change that I made because you helped with that. So thank you. Thanks to you for that. You're very welcome. Now I want to talk a little bit. I've got a quote here from Vincent van Gogh. And it's, it's interesting because he, he, he quotes, and I'm quoting this right exactly. What would life be like if you had no courage to attempt anything? Your thoughts. I, I, that quote just made me instantly go back over my life and think of all of the things that I wouldn't have done um, if I didn't have, have courage. I, I spent um, slightly different than what we're talking about when I was with my, my previous employer, Compass Group Canada, again, a, a fantastic employer. I'd spent um, six years of my life traveling around North America as a North American manager of, of training and development with our remote site sector. And the way that that opportunity came my way, and I went places like I was in Dead Horse, Alaska, the very northern tip of Alaska, and I would travel to St. Croix and the Virgin Islands and Louisiana and Newfoundland and uh, Yukon and uh, northern BC, all sorts of wonderful places. But how that started is that I was asked to go and do a five-week training session in Fort McMurray, Alberta. And I, and I was single at the time. Sure, why not? That sounds interesting. So that wasn't that scary. Um, but what Keynes, uh, was took some courage after that was that they ended up asking me to stay on for a year in Fort McMurray, Alberta. I got to keep my home in London and would travel back and forth from time to time. I did what they call a rotation. But again, something if I wouldn't have taken that opportunity, I don't know that I would be the person that I am today. I got to see so many amazing places by doing that. I developed my assertiveness, I guess, because I really needed to be able to stand up for myself. Uh, in that role, and I needed to be able to take initiative and think for myself. So I really developed my leadership skills in that point in my career. And if I had not taken that, it was very scary. I was on my own, didn't know anyone there, and and leaped. And I think that was really a pivotal situation for me because when I did come back to the court six years later, when I came back to the corporate team at Compass. I moved into a senior role at that point in time, which obviously was the springboard into the, the current position I have. So when you give me that quote from Van Gogh and I think about how lackluster I think my life would have been without having some courage from time to time. 
right? Moving from a small town in, I grew up in Clinton, Ontario, and going straight to, to Toronto in, the, in the, the GTA area. What a big change that was, but again, something that formed who I was. So yeah, it would have been a very different light if I had lived it without, without courage. And I think the, the interesting part about it all, is you sort of touched on it, is you are here today speaking to me at this moment in time because of the journey that you had. Mm-hmm. Right? Think about that for a minute. If we hadn't met your previous journey and my journey, we intersected at, at one point in time. Mm-hmm. right? Or even recently, if I hadn't opened up that LinkedIn identification uh, agent that said it was your birthday, if I hadn't responded, you know, if, if, if. So I find it amazing that when you allow all these things to happen naturally and progress naturally, yes, we have trepidations, we have fears, and, and one of the things that I work with my clients is, is kind of that, how do you step past that fear so that you can move forward? And it's, it's, a, it's a very real thing. Fear is very real to people. But we talk about it. So when I talk to, to people on this podcast, I'm, I'm always fascinated by their journeys and, and how they've used it to uh, move forward in their life. And, and, but also you can, you can hear it in their voices, the, 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 the confidence, true amazement that they are so happy with their choices because they were able to do that. So I, I find it, I find this whole topic fascinating because everybody has some point in life where there's a decision that has to be made at some point. Yeah. And our ability to step past that, now I'll call it courage, we can call it whatever you want, but our ability to take a look at that and move past those fears, if we truly want it, now if we don't want it, if we're happy and we, we're, we, we want to stay where we are, we may have fears, but we still stay where we are. But if we truly want it and we still have fears, how is it? And, and, it, and we're all different. So let's, let's, let's move on to uh, something a little bit sort of opposite. Okay. So we've talked about some situations where you've had, uh, you know, you've, you've recognized that there, you were very courageous and that this was something that's allowed you to move on your journey. Mm-hmm. What about when, I, I'm curious about your feelings about when you were stuck or unhappy about a present situation. And it, it eventually it just came to the, the you know, it was about you didn't have the courage to move forward. Talk to me about uh, how you felt in, in that type of a situation, if you would. That's a tougher one for me, surprisingly enough. Um, I don't have as many of those. Usually when I, I and I do have one, so I, I will get there. But um, especially when I look at my career, there are very few times I'm so blessed and so lucky. There are so few times when I have felt stuck. And when we talk about courage, I was thinking about this just as you were talking that, that, little, that last little bit, that I, when it comes to courage, I am a person that needs to just jump in. 
So I've got to hold my breath and just go. And once I do, I'm okay. So in situations where I felt stuck, I just have to hold my breath and, and jump in. And usually I've been able to swim my way out of it. You know, having said that, you know, there is one situation in my life, I guess, dealing with currently where uh, my husband and I are trying to make a decision about a recreational property we have and there's relationships involved, there's finances involved, all sorts of things involved. Um, and it's, and I haven't had the courage yet to make the decision that that likely needs to be made because of, again, comfort. And so that eats away at me, right? I'm trying to stick with what's easy, um, what makes my son happy, instead of what might be the overall right thing for our family. So uh, and it, I, all I can say is when you don't practice courage or when I haven't practiced courage and haven't taken the necessary steps I need to to make something happen, I, I live it every day. It doesn't go away. It's always there. I'm always thinking about it. Whereas once I make a decision and move forward, it's so freeing for me. I love how you describe that. And I love the last part about the freeing. Mm-hmm. And, and, and really, um, indirectly, what you, you're, you're talking about is a, a methodology I use, which is, it, it talks about every decision, every situation, everything that we do believe in, we can look at seven different ways. So there's seven levels of energy that we bring to, you know, and a decision that we choose, you know, that we have fear and that we're, you know, maybe we're worried about something or I'm angry about something or whatever. Those are lower levels of energy. And what happens is that we tend to ruminate and, and, and they're just like this cesspool of on and on and on. But what happens when you do that? How good do you feel? Yeah, you're right? living with that every day. Yeah, exactly. So all of a sudden, and, and you know, how I present myself as, as the courage coach is, is I help people break free from those restraints. Mm-hmm. So that they can allow themselves the happiness and the joy or the whatever it is that they want. But it is real, so real that sometimes what happens, and I'm sure you see this because you see people all the time and, and, and work with people, but those ones that are stuck, mm-hmm. why are they stuck? Right? And, and what is it about them? And what is it that they're thinking? And, and, and it's just this whole thing. And so there's all sorts of opportunities for growth. But what I see mostly is the courage to just make that step. So uh, thank you for sharing that. And thank you for using those words, feeling, because, you know, when you were describing it, I was envisioning you jumping into a pool that you know is cold water. Yeah. Right? But you knew you were going to jump. Yeah. But you didn't know how you were going to react or respond after it. Mm-hmm. Right? So interesting. Now, Shelley, uh, in, in some of the, the information that we've talked about and, and what you provided me, you gave a quote from Brene Brown. Brown. Yes. And it talked about brave. Yes. 
Owning uh, our story and loving ourselves through that process is the bravest thing we'll ever do. Right. I, I'd like to. Sh I'd like you to share with everybody your thoughts on bravery. Brene Brown. Um, you know, you'd asked me in some of the information prior to this. You know, somebody that I admire, look up to, and you know, I thought about quite a few people. You could. We could have had some interesting conversations there, but I picked uh, Brene Brown because she talks about how to have courage. First, you need to walk through vulnerability. Yes. And that really resonates with me. And I thought it would resonate with you and, and your audience because, and I just believe in that so much. You cannot be courageous until you are first vulnerable and understand what that vulnerability is and where it comes from. And so when Brene, this quote from Brene, and I'll just say it again, is that, so the quote is, owning our story and loving ourselves through that process is the bravest thing we'll ever do. And so bravery, when it comes to that quote, I think is just owning what you've done. And sometimes, Tim, like that is taking the cor courageous route and, and making a big change. And for some people, it's brave to sort of stay and 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 do what they're doing so for me i try not to judge about you know everybody has their own story and everybody's decisions are the, their own to make and each one of those decisions takes bravery in all of us but being able to take ownership of what that was and really loving ourselves even though that decision to stay or go or make the change or not to make the change um may have or, or may have not worked out We've got to love the process that got us there. We've got to love who we are. And when we do that, when we have the bravery to love ourselves and to accept ourselves, oh, it's so hard to accept ourselves, but to be able to do that, um, it's going to put you in that position to make the right decision because you're facing who you are, you're owning it, um, and then just being brave to take that that next step and having making brave decisions having brave conversations um is all on that road to courage and what we're talking about today i found it uh beautiful that you linked and brought up vulnerability mm -hmm. too many of us believe that to be brave you can't be vulnerable you must show this. You must display stoic uh, emotionalists, right? Mm -hmm. But for me, it's the exact opposite. When I'm at my most vulnerable is when I'm the most powerful for myself and for the people around me. I exude an amount of energy that is undeniably higher, uh, it is stronger. And with that, you know, we talk about bravery, we talk about courage, and all that links into, you know, confidence, things like that. But thank you for joining us on the Courage Corner podcast. We now return to your host, Tim, the coach man, Taylor. We're back here with Shelly, and I'm just about to talk with her about confidence. Confidence in a way that's not arrogant. Because there's nothing wrong with you taking a look at yourself and saying, I am a confident woman. 
right? Mm -hmm. But I, I, I really, uh, when, you, when I read that, when you sent it to me, and I read it about the vulnerable piece, a lot of people, and even I talk to people, well, I can't do that. Why not? Well, that would mean that I, you know, and I'm supposed to be this way. Well, when I talk to my prospective clients, for example, how I share it with them is say, I provide a safe spot for you to be vulnerable, whatever that means to you. Because as with you, what you just said, I believe when we're at our most vulnerable is when we grow the most. I so agree. Thank you for bringing that up. It was very powerful when I read it. It was, uh, it, it, it aligned with everything. Uh, and I, I did want to touch base on that. Yeah, it's why she's grown. And there's so many things that she talks about. I know we're not necessarily focusing on that piece, but she, you know, she's great has a great discussion on empathy and about connecting with people and how to really put yourself in somebody else's space and, and understand and listen to so, listening, yeah. listening. And, you know, as well as I do, listening has various stages to it, but it's really the intuitive listening of what is not being said, how it's not being said, what are they going through and truly being able to empathize and and really like you said put yourself into that position and imagine now let's go to leadership if you had a leader like that mm -hmm. how awesome you know imagine a whole company uh -huh. imagine a whole province uh -huh. you know i mean we could keep on going and exploding and expanding and expanding and there's no reason why, if we work one person at a time, that we can't change the world. I agree. When you, you talk about leadership, sorry to interrupt, but, you know, just thinking, and you say, think about if all of our leaders could do this and just to touch it back to vulnerability. Can you imagine if all of our leaders allowed us to be vulnerable? Allowed us because... I when we talk about vulnerability in relation to courage, like, and what totally agree with what you were saying that you felt you're most powerful sometimes when you're the most vulnerable. But I think that's because everything else is stripped back and we're just raw and we're just understanding what our own needs and wants and desires are when we're at that most vulnerable, truly how we're feeling. And that's why that's where courage comes from. Right. But so if you think about if leaders allow the people that they work with to be vulnerable, how much they're going to, how much more productive they're going to be and how much more courageous they're going to be, how much more they can perform and give to you because you're allowing them to feel and be who they truly are. And it's all, it could, we could branch off to an entire new um, discussion on authenticity and being your authentic self, but I think it all ties into that. It's such an interesting conversation. Well, and you know what? I, I, would, I would love to have that conversation with you sometime in the future. You know, you're more than welcome to come back because this has been amazing. And interesting that you bring this up because my next insight, um, it's around Halloween, right? Next week. So it's, it's called The Mask You Wear. Mm -hmm. 
and and it, and it talks about that and and it, it's amazing you know I, I was getting goosebumps as you were talking i was like getting excited like oh yeah i wanted to pump up and yeah i i i, I dig it i love it right but imagine so now let's draw it back just a little bit just mm -hmm. a little bit right and so i think that how we can do it in our everyday, just normal Tim and Shelley lives is how can we be that? How can we live that? How can we listen to the best that we can? How can we share the best that we can? How can we empathize? You know, all these things. And when you start listing them out, you, you might say, oh my God, I'm overwhelmed, right? Mm -hmm. But yeah. truly, when you're at that place of your authentic self and knowing that everything that you do is courageous, decisions don't become so intimidating, right? Because they say, okay, I have this, I'm presented with this situation. Take your situation that you have, that you haven't made a decision yet. Presented here, I've got the facts, all that's all that I have to do now is decide. Yeah. And when we know that we don't judge a decision, it's just a decision. Mm -hmm. So you go left. Oh, that didn't work out. Okay, I move over. There's no right or wrong. And this is what else happens when we talk about the higher levels of energy, that the, this whole thing about judging others judging ourselves for mostly we're the hardest critic you know that term we're the we're hardest on ourselves mm -hmm. i'm the harshest critic of, of course but when you believe that that is freeing as well you're listening to the courage corner podcast hosted by tim the coachman taylor we hope you're enjoying today's broadcast i'm just about to share with you my acronym for courage. I have a little acronym here that I've developed for courage and it's and it talks uh, about for me just personally but it's it's about continuously growing your awesomeness to grow every day. I love so that. It, it's about just understanding that I can learn and be who I am and have fun all at the same time. Well, what happens when I wake up tomorrow morning? I choose to do the same thing, right? Mm -hmm. And really, when we take a look at, you know, and I'm glad that you brought up the, your, your, your decision because it was a fairly big decision for you and at that time. But, you know, when I talk to you in five years from now, we'll, we'll, we'll think about it and, and, and say, you know what, because of this, this is how much I've grown. And that's just the path. It's just the path. And it's amazing how quickly you can overcome some of that. Like this a funny little piece of the story. There's like, we were interviewing um, all through COVID. So it was very little hands-on, but we did have one small meeting at the office and the vice president I report to, he showed me that the work area where I was going to be working in my team had this huge whiteboard of all these ideas they were working on, things that were in progress, things they were researching, what they call 
thought bubbles. And I looked at the board and I went home that night and I said to my husband, I don't know if I can do this. Like I didn't know any of that stuff. And when you come from an organization where you're doing 20 years and you know everything inside and out, it was so scary. And I was in the office two weeks ago and I stopped and I looked at that board and I could speak to almost everything on that board. And many of them I've made huge strides of in only two and a half months. So it was really an eye-opening moment for me to say, look at one of the things that you almost didn't take the job because you were so afraid of that. And in less than three months of being in the role, you got it. Right. And not only got it, but it sounds like you're crushing it. I mean, doing a lot of that stuff in two and a half months. Awesome. Way to go. I don't, I wouldn't say crushing It's the team. It's my team that crushes it, but I can speak intelligently to it. I can help guide them. I can have good discussions about it without being afraid of what's happening. And so that is really wonderful. And when you add something, what you were talking about, um, and this is another Brene Brown quote, but I, I, I think it's something we could all think about is that courage is truly courageous, is contagious, sorry. So when you are showing courage and you're making these changes, that's going to um, be contagious to those around you. Other people are going to say, wow, look what, look what she did or look what he did. Um, I, can, I can do something like that as well. And so we really have an opportunity to influence and help other people through our own courage sometimes. That's amazing. And keep that with you forever and ever. For every, everywhere that you are, remember that. I have a little uh, post-it note here. Um, and every morning I look at it. It says, become the most positive and enthusiastic person you know. Hmm. Right? And some I days that. I don't feel that way, Shelley. Yeah. But, you know, I've heard people go, I want to live my life through you. I want to be you. So I look at them and say, why not? Why, why aren't you? I don't. So then all of a sudden I'm thinking they don't have the courage to do. Now, what is it you're going to tell me? So I know that people want, but when they see others, that gives them sort of not an open gate, but an opportunity to consider where they're at. I, I might add to your, your, your scenario there because I think another thing that you do, and you didn't say this, but I, I sense it, is you provide the opportunity to be in a safe environment for them to allow themselves to be vulnerable to have that courageous act. I hope that I do. I really it, try to do that. Exactly, because that in and of itself allows them to move forward. Mm-hmm. So we've talked a little bit about uh, this final question here is uh, an interesting one. I'd like to, one personal question I'm going to ask you, but uh-huh. it, it, this one is, is, is surround, so I don't know, um, on my insights, uh, you know, that weekly insight that I do, yeah. I, I talk about a lot of times that leaders, and I define leaders not from a typical business sense, but from a humanity sense and that we are all leaders in in business and careers, but also in life, in friendships, you know, as parents, as partners, as friends. 
And I'm curious, you've touched on it a little bit, but I'd like you to sort of wrap it around. And how would you describe courageous leadership? Courageous leadership to me is not, not doing everything that's expected, being able to step outside of the box and, and question the status quo and be able to allow people to be who they are. I think when you do that, you get so much other people, you get people that are committed and engaged and passionate. And when they, when others feel that they can give all of themselves or give who they truly are, then you're gonna get the best of that. And I, I truly believe that. And I think, um, you know, in your questions, you had asked me ahead of time again, um, something that I'm really passionate about, I think something important to me. And I put on there both learning and development, but how important kindness is to me. And I mm -hmm. think a courageous leader is kind. Mm -hmm. You know, in the past, it's always been that leaders deliver results and can get it done. And yeah, that is important. But I think there is a new way of doing that. And being courageous no longer is about necessarily taking these huge financial risks and having it pay off, but it's being courageous by letting people be who they are. It's being courageous by being accepting, be being empathetic and putting our, letting our guard down a little bit. And again, that whole conversation about authenticity comes into play here, I think. But again, that's another courageous piece that a leader can take on to show who you really are. I think we spend so much time in the workplace trying to be who we think others want us to be, that we're focusing our energy on that and not really providing what we are exceptional at doing because we're not giving ourselves enough credit. And so a courageous leader, I think, understands and really embraces all of that. And they're being uh, really courageous themselves too for doing yeah, that. Yeah, that's what I mean. Yeah, right. they're being courageous by doing things differently. Right, right. Wow, this has been amazing. And uh, my final question to you, now that you're a mom, mm -hmm. and, and what we've talked about today, you seeing him grow up before your very eyes. Mm -hmm. What would you say would be the thing that you could guide him on as he's growing up in this realm of courage? I, I have an answer to that, Tim. I don't know if it, I can certainly tie it back to courage, but you know, the, the truth of the matter is the number one thing that I try and learn, teach my son, and it's the thing that is the most important to me is kindness and consideration. Right. And everything that I do with him, you know, and I always teach him that first. And mm -hmm. if he can be that, and it, and I tie it back to courage to say, it does take courage to be kind and considerate because absolutely. We in a world where people just, you know, step on you and, and look the other way. And it's the easy road is to do the same. Um, and so my son 
from the time he, I have seen him prior to the pandemic, but even when he was three, four years old, go up to strange children in the grocery store and say, hey, do you want to be my friend? Someone he's never seen before. And that's because I've taught him, I've tried to teach him to be inclusive and considerate of anyone. And so he will be accepting of every person that he ever meets. And that takes courage. And to see him do that is just the proudest thing I could ever see in my life. Perfect. What a perfect, beautiful way to end this. Thank you so much, Shelly, for being so open, so giving on my show. I certainly enjoyed it. Well, thank you. And I look forward to the next time. Yeah, me too. Thank you so much for having me. This was a lot of fun and uh, made me think and talk about things I wouldn't have necessarily thought that I would have. So, So thank you for that. Again, always making me face new things, Tim. Perfect. Until next time. Thank you very much. Be well and be safe. You've been listening to Courage Corner with your host, Tim the Coachman Taylor. Thanks again for listening and we look forward to sharing the next episode with you. Until then, be well and stay safe.